0: This isn't right, Shepard. If there is a cure for the genophage, we can't
1: destroy it. This has to be done. Saren's the enemy, not me.
0: Really? Saren created a cure for my people, and you want to destroy it. Help me out here, Shepard. The lines between friend and foe are getting a little blurry from where
1: I stand. I don't care what your personal feelings are. This base gets destroyed.
0: Don't push me, Shepard. I followed you here because I wanted to fight for something more than credits. If you can't give me a better reason than this, to destroy the hopes of my people, then I'm done with you.
1: All you need to know is that I'm giving you an order to fall in line.
0: So that's it? All this time? And that's all I get from you? How can you not see what this means to the Krogan? This base can't be destroyed. I won't allow it, you bastard.
1: Classes and session, and today we are talking Mass Effect. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week I have the pleasure of welcoming to you the university my friend and one of the hosts and creator of the Point in Progress podcast, Mario Rivera. How's it going, Mario?
0: It's going well. Thank you so much for being here. I have to clear my throat after that. That was, uh, that was a test. That was a test of my a past. A brilliant Rex performance, my
1: friend. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> Hopefully I gave honor to the uh, voice actor.
1: Yeah, definitely did. You had that gravelly, uh serious alien <laughs> rhino uh, voice down pat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh But yes, we are talking about Mass Effect today, the original release. Now, this initially came out on the Xbox 360 as an exclusive back on November 20th, 2007 in North America. It made its way to Australia on November 22nd and the rest of Europe on November 23rd. It would eventually make the jump to the PC uh, space on May 28th of 2008, June 5th and June 6th in Australia and Europe, and years down the road after the exclusivity deal ended. PlayStation owners finally got their chance to see the beginning of Shepard's Journey, releasing on December 4th, 2012 in North America, and Europe got it in December 7th of 2012. But we're going to talk about the original release in the lead-up to the Legendary Edition coming out in just about a week. Now, some other notable releases, uh, the year this initially came out, all the way back in 2007, you could have also been playing Bioshock, the original Portal, Halo 3, Super Mario Galaxy, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, The World Ends With You, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, and Ratchet & Clank Future Tools of Destruction, just to name a few. So this was quite a jam-packed year. 2007 was quite the year. Uh, Any of these uh, steal some of your time too, Mario?
0: Uh, I think I ended up playing quite a few of these much, much later. The one that p- sticks out to me is both Halo 3 and Super Mario Galaxy. I, I remember playing Halo 3 exactly uh, when the game came out. So that's the one that's definitely sticks out of my mind. It's definitely uh, something that I cherish because I remember the midnight sh- showing of grabbing the game, then playing Legendary and beating the game in one sitting, skipping out in high school that day. So that's what <laughs> I remember the most.
1: Ah, the good old days. The good old yes. days of skipping school to play video games. <laughs> but we are here to talk about the Shepherd, Mr. Mass Effect. Uh, so Mario, when was your first e- exploration in the stars as uh, Commander Shepard?
0: Uh, well, this is uh, this is where I'm going to reveal a fun little plot twist. Um, so I remember Mass Effect and Gears of War roughly being the first games I played by owning an actual 360. And I remember I borrowed Mass Effect uh, from my cousin. So this would probably be the, the, year, the next year um, when this uh, game came out, I believe, because I think Gears of War came out the year after this. But basically, I remember putting it in and hating it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely hating the game. But but of course, the only reason why I hated it was because I couldn't goddamn escape the Citadel to save my life for the first time I was playing this game. (laughs) And it drove me nuts because that place is huge at the time. You know, I'm very curious to come back with the legendary Mm -hmm. Edition to see how the actual space is because I remember just getting lost in these places and it was vast, which, you know, retrospectively, that's really rad, (laughs) the fact that I could get Mm -hmm. lost in that world. And it wasn't until... Well after Mass Effect three came out, and I believe there was yeah, I remember buying. It was like you know what, everyone keeps talking about this, everyone keeps bringing this up. I'm gonna go out, and I remember going to GameStop, and they had the collector like the legend. It was a, I don't think it was called Legendary, but it was like the trilogy collection. I think it was Mass Effect trilogy mm-hmm. for the 360, and I was like, you know what. Everyone is an absolutely a fathom with this game. I know that there were some problems with the third one, but let's see. Let's see what's gonna what's gonna happen. And I was like, okay, I'm back to where I am with the Citadel, but somehow I finally made it through, and it became one of my favorite series of all time. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a journey to go from like absolutely thinking it was like one of the worst games ever made to like, hey, this mm. game's actually fantastic, and I'm an idiot. <laughs>
1: I kind of have a similar I honestly have kind of a similar situation as you did though I didn't wait as long as you did to jump into the series when I first got this I got it like when it launched cuz I, I fell into the hype I like BioWare stuff from their Baldur's Gate and their Kotor days stuff like that Yeah, so, me
0: too. That's why I was shocked. <laughs> I picked,
1: Yeah. So I picked it up and especially like the gunplay like I just was not having it. It's like this is garbage. I'm not a fan whatever i'm done with this so i ended up trading in my original copy and then it was probably a month or two before mass effect 2 came out because back in the day mass effect 2 had such a media blitz like commercials and ads and websites doing previews and magazines back at the time just constantly pushing how amazing this game was going to be, the all-star cast it was going to have. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm hyped for this. So I decided to go back and give the original Mass Effect another try. So I got, like, the Silver Edition on Xbox 360 that came, like, with all the DLC. It was the greatest hit, basically their greatest hits version. That's when I finally played it. And while I still wasn't a huge fan of kind of the unrefined nature of a lot of the gameplay mechanics and just how it feels to play the original mass effect. I got through it and I thought, okay, this is, this is super cool. So I was all ready for mass effect Two, but um, yeah, a lot like you, I bounced off this kind of hard the first time I I jumped in before I really, I saw the error of my ways uh, like you did.
0: Yeah, no, 100% because uh, definitely I'm happy that I gave it a chance because once you then get further into the series, you're in for a massive ride literally and so i I couldn't imagine this would be a blind spot, and I'm wondering if like if I, literally I wouldn't have not have played it until this collection that came out when they said that they refined everything, but you know I'm, I'm happy that I at least got to experience it firsthand on the three sixty before we get this new uh new new set so
1: yeah so uh. This game, along with many of Bioware's other games, with the exception of Anthem, uh, was are known <laughs> for their their cast of characters and the their extreme world building and lore. What really strikes you most? Like, when you hear Mass Effect, what strikes you and what do you think of the most from this game?
0: Uh, well, the thing that ended up drawing me mostly into the actual story was getting to really invest into the characters that you come across throughout the the mission and how much they sort of like fall into the story and how you sort of are collecting friends mm-hmm. <laughs> as you go on this journey um, you know starting off with i believe Caden and ash is i think one of the first people you see and then uh you know later on getting to otherworldly characters that you know creature designs that i wasn't like privy to like I've, you know, you know, I watch movies like Predator and Alien, <laughs> and there's a lot of movies that are featuring, you know, these sort of violent uh, creatures. You know, the closest thing you get is uh, Star Wars, right? Um, to actually feel like you're in a new Star Wars was really cool. So getting to meet characters like, um, oh, my God, uh, Rex, obviously. And then, um, oh, man, I'm trying to remember.
1: Uh, Tally, Liara. Blue, Liara,
0: Liara, Liara. Yes, Liara. And the reason why uh, hers is specifically is because she became my romance character throughout the entire <laughs> series.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I am I am a big Garrus guy uh, through the, oh, through the entire yes. series. Love, love Garrus. And kind of the arc he takes, starting off as a uh, police officer in essence and uh, going from there. But the the creativity and the the variety of all the different alien races they, they did here, like kind of the Eeyore sounding esque Elcor who had to, (laughs) who couldn't reflect their emotional state in their voice. So they just started saying like prefacing their statement with mild glee. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, like (laughs) I thought that was really clever or the floating Hanar jellyfish. Um, and then kind of like the the badass bad boys of mass effect the Turians, and mm-hmm. of course the krogan be- behemoth berserkers kind of expanding from there it's um uh i i just fell in love also like as i really dove into the series um who was yeah. who's your go-to party who's your go-to party of three
0: Oh, it definitely... I think it was a combination of, uh, I believe, Garrus and uh, Liara. Actually, I, I would use Liara primarily. I believe she was my healer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, she would do a lot of that, while Garrus, I think I was doing long range with him. Um it's kind of fuzzy, right? Because these games, uh, I think, are so intertwined, yeah. not only with their stories um, as they go along the series, but mm-hmm. you know, you, but you, I try to remember back then of, like, who were the mains and who, who who were your starting family before you extended, like, sort of like the Fast and the Furious, right, when people mm-hmm. get added to the series. <laughs> and it definitely was, I stuck heavily to Liara and Garrus.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: uh, as you learn, Ashley and some other characters, you know, they got some, they got some problems.
1: Oh, yeah yeah but gotta <laughs> gotta dig into their personalities and you know and find out uh, all about them for me i think i rocked garrison uh rex mm. uh, the boy Crew. um <laughs> i'd I like liara especially when i needed that extra psychic push uh or mm-hmm. the people that use the the abilities um man just like you like I, I I'm glad the Legendary Edition is coming out because I yes. I haven't really played through and beaten these games since I did my initial like trilogy playthrough.
0: Yeah, so, same thing. I I, uh, I I it's all like I said, it's all interconnected. So you know, I'm trying to remember like where it begins and where it ends. But
1: <laughs> uh, glad I
0: watched the video to primer <laughs> to yeah. prime some stuff for me.
1: There's, I will say though, I loved the kind of detective nature. And more, uh, more of a micro scale threat that Mass mm-hmm. Effect One posed, as yes. opposed to the galaxy and all like all reality spanning threat that gets introduced at the end and then is subsequent in Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three. Like I loved that kind of detective nature, of tracking down Seren, trying to figure out what's up with him, and how that all resolves.
0: Yeah, that was actually I think the driving force of the first one of why I uh also got into it because it was like tracking it was a manhunt game right Mm -hmm. you're you're trying to figure out what what is his end game what is he going to do you know what is the greater ramifications of this world um and then when you find out that it is a pretty large scale thing including uh you know it's it's (laughs) let's just say there's a reason why i hated the citadel (laughs) (laughs) once we get there yeah you know it's just like a definitely a interesting force and a lot of um Stuff and I'm very curious. I'm trying to and I'm trying to put this in place in time between like when the game came out and then like when uh, Firefly came out, because a lot of DNA of Firefly is also within the Mass Effect series. So I'm trying to remember. I think Firefly came up before, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm curious of how much that actually influenced anything in Mass Effect. Uh,
1: I have something I I'm not proud to say, but I still need to see Firefly.
0: No, that's that's totally fine. Um, it's still I know it, what
1: it is, but yes,
0: yeah. But they have a very similar plots when it comes to the Reapers. I actually think that they share the same name, and it's very similar. Oh really? <laughs> so, yes, and so that's why uh, I'm very shocked when I like think back upon those that movie and that TV series uh, that they definitely have some genetic dna within them um you know it obviously is more westerny sci-fi which this kind of has with your ragtag group of people so that's why i'm always like curious of like how much there is you know sort of like a close connection between those two things
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so definitely recommend uh firefly uh uh, screw the creator but the show is great
1: now with mass effect What kind of Shepard did you play? Like, were you good Shep? Bad Shep? (laughs) Morally ambiguous Shep?
0: I was 100%. I was a Paragon. I I definitely, uh, you know, stay true. And I tend to do that in a lot of RPG games that give me that option. Like Fable Mm -hmm. comes to mind, where I was always the good guy. Um, It wasn't until, like, later in the game where you just got to get lazy and then you start just making terrible mistakes. Um, (laughs) But overall, I think when I started to learn that like progress will carry over to your future games that I like had, I actually took a um, sort of like upon myself to make sure that I always stayed Paragon. So I've actually never really tried to go renegade. And I'm very, cl- I think this, this next, when I get that game, I'm going to go renegade and I'm going to experience it in a totally different way, which is going to feel bad because <laughs> I love these characters. And I'm afraid to treat them any worse than, you know, that I possibly can, but I'm ready to make some bad decisions.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, see, I'm I'm the same way. Like, I feel like I have to, I had to be the bad, like the good guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say there were times that I was kind of that asshole, like uh, shutting down the, or like closing the connection or dialogue with the C- the Citadel, the members yeah. of the Council. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that and that interaction of them coming back and be like, don't hang up on a shepherd And it's like, oh, sorry, shut him off again. I love doing no, stuff this- like that.
0: Yeah, yeah that that's still like a roguish na- like nature, but it's you're still a good guy. You're doing you're doing it for a reason. You're you're tired of the bureaucrats trying to hold you back.
1: Right. Um, yeah. I love love that. So, <laughs> were you Guy Shep or Lady Shep?
0: I want to say, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I what in the original 360 version was it only Guy Shep to begin with?
1: No, it was Guy and Lady Shep.
0: Ladyship came. I thought she came later, but I guess not. But that's that's cool though. Uh, so I I was Guy Shep. Um, I did not go with the default skin. Same, I of course same. I created my own, and uh, <laughs> let's say that for some reason he looked a lot like Eminem, with like <laughs> blonde <laughs> hair and just this like big, uh, big chin, big uh, big uh, uh, cheekbones, and you know kind of interesting looking, but. What what I totally you know, forgot about was that it will be then be imported to two and three, so you mm. get to see three different versions <laughs> of your original creator player, which then it just progressively got worse <laughs> as yeah. the games went along. I'm like, oh, they made decisions, didn't I? But you know, it was me. I was uh, you know Eminem Shep. <laughs>
1: Is that what, please tell me that's what you named him, Eminem. Shep. No,
0: I, I didn't name him Eminem. <laughs> I think it was like Mario Marco or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some variation on that. Um, I am curious because, uh, you know, I have the Series X and I believe I still have uh, at least a save file. I have no idea if it went into a cloud service in 360. So I'm trying to see if I'll bump back in there, take a screenshot of him, if, I, mm-hmm. if he's still alive. I'm very curious if that, that version from still around.
1: Uh, did you, what was the kind of class you rocked? Do you remember? Or what, like, maybe not specifically for Mass Effect 1, but did you, do you have like a go-to play style, whether favorite weapon?
0: I was definitely, uh, I was definitely a a laid-back shooter. I don't know if I was a, like a, I wasn't a sniper, but it was Mm -hmm. very much like I was just always, I know I did some ability stuff, but I think I primarily primarily focused on the shooting. I'm trying to I can't even remember the classes at this moment, um, there was I, the I, I
1: re- Adept, the Sentinel, like the Commando. I think Sentinel, yeah, yeah, that, which is a
0: combination, right?
1: Yes. That's yeah. the one so, that leans kind of towards Commando. It's like the battle wizard.
0: Got it. With got it, like got throw,
1: it. lift, barrier, stasis, all of those.
0: That, yeah, I think that's definitely how I do it because I would try to slow down the battle while I would, was proceeding. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I probably was in more in that sort of vein because I would rely on Garrus or whoever would be like my long range person. And then I always had like the Yard to heal me. So, I, I think that's what was early on because that, that was a game that really sort of like really honed in on the cover shooter stuff early on. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until like much later in the series where it's like you could be more physical. And I think uh, that's probably the way I went. Was uh, trying to be like an intermediate between a, a power user and also a uh, gunfighter.
1: Yeah, uh, I know. I went sentinel, like going back and looking through the abilities. I know I went sentinel in Mass Effect One because I love kind of the throw and lift and everything, and I yes. love the pistols. Um, yeah, and that they start proficient in pistols was a was a big thing for me. Um, but yeah, it was. What's yeah. interesting in this first one. That they that they in, that they're fixing or adjusting for the legendary edition is, I had forgotten that with Mass Effect One you were locked to what weapons you could use based on your class.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I think that it, yeah, I think that's right actually. Huh. Uh, so so this time around that we're gonna have more open free reign that way.
1: Uh yeah, I guess even in Mass Effect One, the, every class huh. can use every weapon. That's okay.
0: I'm that's going to be fun because then there's going to be stuff that I definitely missed out and I'm going to definitely be more fluent in trying. So that's, that's really exciting, but I assume yeah. the powers are still going to be locked off between the classes.
1: Yeah. I think that's yeah. what dif- really differentiates and maybe what armor you can equip. Cause I know some classes could like the commander yeah. could do like heavy armor and stuff. Um,
0: yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. I, I, so again, I, I feel like rest it's going to be locked. like a whole new experience.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like, i gotta say may is a super strong month starting with i mean we're coming off of returnal and pokemon snap right at the end of april then we're going into yeah. resident evil 8 this week followed by the week after with um res uh this mass effect trilogy legendary remaster it's it's a heavy heavy month for video games
0: Yeah, it's uh, heavy on my wallet, you know, since we (laughs) no longer work at (laughs) Soul Shocker. So I can't be like, hey, do we have any spare codes for such and such? Uh, Mm -hmm. So so it's definitely hard. So it's like, as much as I really would like to play Pokemon Snap, it's definitely not the thing where I'm like, I'm going to invest a whole lot of time on it. So I'm like, okay, don't do that. Returnal, not necessarily in my game, but I do want to experience some next-gen stuff. But I'll hold Mm -hmm. off on that. Resident Evil. Resident Evil is going to be the one. And then Mass Effect, I think, is going to be number two. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Uh, so I I am. I'm excited, man. I am excited to make so many new choices. (laughs) I know, as the Shepherd, and how much it will probably lead to four.
1: Yeah, uh, like the next game in the kind of potential Shepherd trilogy.
0: Yes, how 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 much it will lead potentially into Mass Effect Four. I mean, I don't expect that to be happening anytime soon but it would be interesting if all the progress that you made in this title somehow can be uploaded to PS5 which i mean we've kind of see as possible especially when it comes to like remastered games
1: yeah who knows so it will be interesting to see that's for sure
0: yeah so i i i expect uh, this was sort of like maybe the plan all along and that's why they waited so damn long but then again i don't you never know what's happening with
1: bioware <laughs> true uh if yeah who knows with bioware but so this could i'm i'm curious now what would you want to see in the next effect, like the next Max effect? Oh man! Well, what story I think, beats do you want to see?
0: Well, I think the she- obviously, I think the Shepherd story is complete in my opinion. I think that any remnants of that character is sort of passed on to I think the people that are left with you. Like depending on what the ending you get with, uh, you know, any of the Mass Effect three endings there are people still left behind on certain aspects and you know, you even see it in the trailer. So the fact that it focuses on Liara, I, or at least the trailer does, I'm very mm-hmm. curious of how much my choices, especially her being, you know, my original choices of her being my, uh, you know, sort of love interest carries on and how much that would influence the story of, You know what that means about Shepard, but also what Mm -hmm. that means about everyone else that's still around at the end of my playthrough, which for the majority of the part, everyone's there. So I'm curious, yeah, I'm curious in how it affected with like sort of like the group as uh, the N7 group specifically, because if I'm not mistaken, they're sort of stranded because all the Mass Effect relays are kind of gone. Yeah, they're worked. So unless we're gonna bring them back. Which then allows them to, well, actually, you know, I I did watch um, a video, uh, you know, shout out to Lucy James and uh, Jacob Decker from GameSpot, but they did do a really nice video sort of like connecting between Andromeda and Mass Mm -hmm. Effect, and that's what the fourth game could be, and that's how they're able to travel and escape that planet or wherever they are you know, lost at. So that actually interests me, um, because you do see both the the Andromeda Galaxy and the Milky Way. So Mm -hmm. if they're able to, you know, somewhat make not, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to fix Andromeda or at least the history of Andromeda, but, you know, somewhat, you know, make it sort of essential to the story by allowing these characters, you know, to be involved into, you know, people that already know so much about Mass Effect then I'm interested to see how they could explore that. And, you know, how much they could bridge the gap between both the Milky Way and Andromeda. Uh, I've never, I didn't, so I've never finished uh, Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Um, I am debating on going back. You know, I have, I've been having that hankering, and I'm curious now, especially if four is maybe tied to that one, then I definitely think I should play it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm overall just generally curi- curious about the the original set group that, you know, what's going on with them. I'm also uh, interested for specifically some of the humans that might be left behind on Earth, too. Mm-hmm and how they're dealing with the ramifications of everything. I'm trying to remember. Do you know if Dave Anderson's... I mean, I don't want to spoil it for uh, if you're going to do other episodes, but there's characters that I'm curious if they survive or not that I don't remember. Um, uh, I don't
1: think he does in Mass Effect 3. I think he uh, goes in through Mass Effect 3. Got it, got it, got it.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like those are some areas that I, wish they, I would love to hear them explore.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm right there with you. So with the new legendary playthrough, are you going to try and retell the adventures of Eminem Shepherd? Or are you gonna <laughs> are you or you said you were going to try and go uh the yeah. renegade route.
0: Yeah, but then again again, if it I think what will we'll be great will be this time I probably will play as evil Eminem Shepherd. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but if I do learn that there is a Mass Effect story that is connect, like it does connect to the original trilogy, and saves are able to be um, imported. Then mm-hmm. I will definitely have to do another run where I play as my Shepherd, you know, whoever yeah. the Shepherd is in 2021. You know, I know who I was when I played it in like what 2012, 2011, like roughly in that time frame. But I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see who my Shepherd is and who I am as a human being in you know 2021. Because I've learned so much (laughs) (laughs) since then.
1: 14 years ago, this game actually came out. 14 years. I was... Yeah. Fuck, I was I was was 19. I was thinking, oh, I must have been like 13 or 14. Nope, I'm old, dude. I was 19. (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: I think I was like in the middle of ending high school, roughly. Yeah.
1: I was in my first year at college and living at home and, man...
0: Yeah, it's a it's where a fun journey. Where does
1: time journey. go? Where does where does time go, Mario?
0: I don't know, man. Games are forever; they live for in my mind. But the fact that yeah, when someone puts an anniversary date on anything, I'm just constantly like, "What did you just say to me?" That's, I don't
1: believe uh... you. I, <laughs> I don't need that sort of negativity in my life.
0: Yes, I don't need that negativity <laughs> in my life. There was something <laughs> recently that was like, "Oh, it's 15 years old," and I like gasped because I was like, "Oh my god, that's half my life, uh, more now at this point." But um. But yeah it was uh it's been a trip for sure and the fact that yes i get to re you know relive through this is uh, a joy and there's certain mm. games that i want to do that and i'm happy that i get these opportunities i know that people are down on remakes and remasters but sometimes there are projects that are just right for this and i think this was just right for this
1: right and the last of us being remade is the wrong thing
0: it's the um, wrong choice for sure
1: <laughs> the wrong choice for now uh yeah. remake one of the other games that came out that year That hasn't seen the love, but but no, I'm I'm very glad that this heavily rumored um, game is finally going going to come out. It's a bit of a bummer that it's not out on Switch, but (laughs) maybe one day. Be honest. Yep, uh, but EA hates the Switch, so it's it's not surprising. (laughs) But it is a bummer.
0: I do love Uh, that you know the Wii U had Mass Effect Three on it, and none of the other games.
1: yeah yeah pretty much i'm i'm very curious to see the improvement to see how the improvements uh like with handling the new ui stuff like that will will impact people's view of mass effect one
0: yeah Um, i'm curious about that i'm curious about the driving (laughs) because i remember that being mm. such a sticking point in the first yes
1: the mako the good old mako yeah the floaty tank
0: I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I hope they put some of the tech that they learned in Andromeda in it, uh, primarily because that was uh, half done by Criterion from uh, the people that bring in Burnout and, and Need for Speed. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that'd be better. But at the same time, how can you remake that? Or can you cut it down? I don't know. <laughs>
1: at least make it more bearable.
0: Yeah. I, I Like I said, I'm also excited to explore the Citadel in, uh, with new eyes and new lenses because man, mm-hmm. was I just dumb <laughs> for freaking, like, not being able to figure it out? I'm also very excited for the new elevators.
1: Yeah, that'll be nice. Skipping Oh, a, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That was cool. I totally had assisties. forgotten until you mentioned that, like, the ludicrous low times <laughs> in that game and the never-ending elevators. Yes, 100%. Uh.
0: Every time I went back to the the <laughs> Citadel, I was like, this is a fucking shore. Sorry. It's
1: like, no uh yeah it was it was rough it was it was very rough oh (laughs) god and i like i feel like mass effect then spawned two years where we just got elevator loading screens (laughs) yeah i feel like it was just always elevator loading screens from that point on
0: What's your favorite loading screen? Is it the elevator loading screen? Is it the, uh, hey, hold on, we have to open up the door, so let's put two people pulling at the edge of doors to get through. There's that. Mm. Oh. Uh, so many. So many fun, fun, fun things that we have now hopefully have gone past and never have to worry about again with um, SSDs.
1: I know. The, the I... late 20s or 2000s before hitting into 2010. <laughs> How far we've come.
0: Yeah, See, I will say it'll be funny.
1: That would be, I would love to sit a, a kid that's kind of grown up in more, the more recent times that didn't play the original Mass Effect. Throw them mm-hmm. throw Mass, throw him in a chair, and have them just experience the wonders of original <laughs> Mass Effect loading screens on the on a base three sixty.
0: Probably be like, I have my iPad, so I could play <laughs> Fortnite or something. In the yeah, middle of these things. you or probably you can could play easily, through a full math. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I could easily play around in Fortnite. <laughs> Which is faster, around a round for- of Fortnite or uh the loading screen.
0: Definitely, definitely a round of Fortnite. I think uh, so she we dropping into a really hot spot, you know, you are oh, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be taking it. How how long until we get a Bass Effect skin? <laughs>
1: Fortnite. The fact that we haven't already is be is That's actually true. rather surprising. But Fortnite hasn't been popular since... Well, or Fortnite wasn't really popular when Mass Effect was still really a thing. So maybe. True. yeah. Now that if it this sells, we'll be like, oh, we need a Shepard outfit or an M7 outfit because after the first Mass Effect, and especially like Mass Effect 2, you saw Mass Effect stuff, like items Everywhere. and things yeah. popping in everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, isn't there something in... I want there's to say Final in Fantasy. Apex. Yeah, so the Apex, that's what it was. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh but no, in Final Fantasy 13 2, you could have no the M- the N7 armor and stuff for the main characters running around in that. What?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's yep. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I vaguely remember that. I think that's why it came to my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a there's
0: I, a lot of great synergy there.
1: Mhm. And the the Mass Effect, I think one of the dragon age has got mass effect armor. They usually do that cross promotion stuff, I know. Mm. I know yeah. there was a Dragon Age armor in Mass Effect, but <laughs> um oh,
0: man. I do think so, that this time around I will probably try FemShep because I like I said I I you know, at first I mm-hmm. didn't think it was an option, and I know that a lot of people have reverence for Jennifer Hale's voice acting in that, so Mm-hmm. You know, and I, know, uh, as someone who primarily used to play games of like, I have to be myself, um, I have now grown to be a character or a player that doesn't mind being someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is a definitely a good opportunity to experience this world. Um, as something else, maybe during my, uh, good play, my Paragon play, not my Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun. Uh, but yeah, it'd be fun.
1: I've started to develop, um, uh, perhaps it was out of necessity I I just couldn't name my uh, created character Scott anymore, just because Scott <laughs> is one of the least exciting heroic names I feel out there. Uh, sure. <laughs> it's like, Scott Shepard in Mass Effect. It's like, no, that doesn't sound cool. It's, it's funny like you last, say that. <laughs> the last somewhat decent Scott character that was in a video game was the main character from Red Steel on the Wii. <laughs> the only reason I kept that game and I didn't trade it in was because the main character was named Scott so I felt like everyone was talking to me while I was swinging my Wii nunchuck or Wii mowed around like a, a katana <laughs> back in launch Wii days.
0: God, remember we were like oh my god, this is the high, highest tech ever. Can't wait. Yep. Nah, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure.
1: It's continued to evolve though. No, for sure. It, um. But yeah, it was not good at the start.
0: No, yeah, but VR, you That's know, right. finally VR. I think has done a good job of trying to bring back back to life.
1: Yeah, yeah, with Beat Saber and stuff. Oh, imagine Beat Saber on the Wii. Oh,
0: that would be, that would be either awesome or atrocious because you you would have to like have an extended wire for that like because <laughs> that would have ripped Wii apart Nunchuck. immediately. Yeah, for the Wii or- Nunchuck.
1: Yeah. Uh, it'd probably be just, like, waggle up and down as opposed to, like, full arm movements.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs>
1: kind of like what they did with uh, Legend of Zelda's Skyward Sword.
0: This, actually, you know, it's funny you bring up, and I mean, I know you're going to end up bringing this up. Are, so are you doing the whole series of Mass yes. Effect? Got it, nope. got it.
1: I'm calling it Mace Effect, M-A-Y-S-S Effect.
0: Ah, well, I'm I definitely... Because clever def- like that. Definitely excited for when you uh, eventually talk about uh, Mass Effect 3's uh, Connect controls. It had which connect were, controls? it had Connect controls. And it, you could say, Grenade! And it would throw the grenade.
1: <laughs> I didn't know this. I didn't know I missed out on such an amazing and crucial point in <laughs> video game history, such yeah. as yelling Grenade.
0: Yeah, I remember having him just like grenade. <laughs> it would just throw, or like something in my room would say something and it would just do it. And I'm like, oh no. You know, at least he you know, the Mass Effect, you know, known for innovations, uh, attempting new technology, uh, and uh, you know, succeeding or not succeeding, depending on who you ask. <laughs>
1: That's true. That uh, Don Metric or whatever his name was that forcing connect down everyone's throat back in the day. <laughs> Good times. Ah. Uh, the olden times when the Red Wing Red Rings were prevalent and Connect was everywhere or trying <laughs> to be everywhere.
0: Yeah, trying to be ubiquitous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to try and re- uh, remain faithful to Liara? You think?
0: <sighs> uh, it's so funny because, yes, uh, you know liara uh, you know she's my she was my main girl you know i'm curious and then seeing her in the the trailer for four so you know i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling feeling the love reconnecting soon however uh there is a soft spot for miranda (laughs) that i've always had that i've never got a chance to uh requite because if i'm not mistaken uh the character's based off of um uh she was in chuck wasn't she yes Yeah, yeah, and uh, I remember having a crush on her when I watched Chuck. (laughs) But uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see where this takes. You know, I'm a a single man now. I'm a single man in life, so let's uh, let's explore my options. Hey, you know, maybe I want to go Gareth. You know, (laughs) Gareth. You know, who knows?
1: (laughs) I mean, if I was femship, Gareth would be my choice. There you go.
0: There you go. Hashtag relationship goals.
1: (laughs) Hashtag alien booty.
0: Alien booty. Yep. Hashtag alien booty. Uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite mass effect uh, rip off jokes has always been the, the uh, saints row. I think it's four where you get a ship and you could romance everybody in the ship and it's always an awkward, sexy. <laughs> and there's, don't, there is, <laughs> I don't remember that part. Yeah. You can, you can romance anybody in the ship and then there's a robot. That's just the floating ball. And then it's just the most awkward love scene with a <laughs> floating ball but the best part is uh, funny enough in both this game and in also Saints Row 4 Keith David plays a role and you cannot uh, romance Keith David <laughs> I think you either he's travesty. the one character who's like no thank you
1: such a travesty
0: yeah such a travesty shout out to the Saints Row 4 part of the Mass Effect universe
1: <laughs> so I'm curious uh Did you, were you able to get Saren to off himself?
0: I remember this, yes. I actually, I do Mm -hmm. remember that I was able to accomplish that. What were the circumstances how to do that? I am not, not clear. But I remember fighting (laughs) his his corpse (laughs) afterwards.
1: Yeah, he turns into like a giant robot or something. No, that's a later Mass Effect.
0: Yeah, he, uh... If I'm not mistaken, he, he shoots himself, and then the technology that he's fused with uh, basically reverts his corpse into a sentient thing that comes at you and, like, floats around and, like, starts fighting you. And I remember that fight specifically. I, I do say, like, that last – what made probably the biggest effect on me in terms of, like, storytelling and – in terms of like the cinematography and like where we were, what we mm-hmm. were doing was the last part of the game, when you learn that the Citadel is actually a, partially also a relay that is created by the Reapers, who end up being the bad guys of the game, and you're fighting on top of the Citadel and sort of mm-hmm. like in different sort of variations of like, like the like it's like sort of floating in certain aspects, right? You're you're just the gravity is like you know your normal gravity but if i'm not mistaken that the way that it looks is that the world is like kind of like off shaping. Mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken and i remember playing that i'm like this is a cinematic as hell i can't believe i did not was going to miss out on this um mm-hmm. you know i don't know if this series can top something this cool it does later too um <laughs> but yeah just the idea of, like, I haven't seen this in a game, like, you know, I haven't seen this in a movie, even. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a lot of fun, um, you know, getting all the way up to. I do have a question for you specifically. Of course. Did you save the council? Or did you, or or were they dead?
1: I saved the council.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I don't know, for some reason I just couldn't let that happen. Just, it just didn't feel right. But I'm very curious of what the whole world would have been like without them.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do this, but I would love to. I would love it if they do. I would love if Bioware kind of releases a breakdown of what the choices pe- folks make now compared to what like the ratios of the choices people made back in the day when the games first came out. That is interesting. I would love. That'd I would love to see if there's a difference in how people play the game now as opposed to back then.
0: Yeah, especially I the fact that yeah it's almost in existing in two different decades um that is interesting of how the times could affect people's you know moral compass or you know in terms of like where we are as a world i am mm-hmm. curious about that
1: i'm also going to be curious to see if how like what people's reactions are to everything um yeah so like the crazy suicide mission it's like i can't believe you had me like kill everyone or like i lost all my favorite characters sir. i'm going to be curious to see how the the internet discourse is here in 2021 as opposed to 2017 and the convene the preceding years in comparison. yeah
0: for sure um this, here's some more confession time uh, uh so when you get to that point in the game and i had an inkling that something bad was going to happen I 100% looked it up so that I didn't have to lose anybody. (laughs) I was not going to lose a damn soul. I did watch the cutscenes later and it was very sad.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I was like, nah, we're not doing this. This is not, this is not my uh, Empire Strikes Back. I'm not doing that. We're going Mm -hmm. straight hero mode and we're going to make sure that everything is totally fine. It's not until you get to like, I think, um, yeah, Bass Effect 3 where I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna read what happens. I'm just gonna experience it. I'm not gonna try and save people. If they die, they die.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, you know, I feel bad for one specific person, but hopefully, yeah. I, I could save them this time around.
1: I believe in you. I believe Thanks. in the M and M Shepherd of 2021. <laughs> we'll be able to do it.
0: I would love if you did a thumbnail, and it was <laughs> M and in the shepherd uniform.
1: I can do that. Awesome. I'll send it to you to use if you want or something or I'll post it along with this uh announcement. I'll have it fade in at the <laughs> yeah. end of uh uh of the the promotional announcement. That would be great. I'll do something. <laughs> the world will see Marshall Mathers <laughs> Shepherd.
0: If I'm able to load up the game and pull of image I will sh- I will also give that to you.
1: Excellent. Yeah. It's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> Oh, do it like uh, that Spider-Man that with them pointing at each other.
0: <laughs> that would be great. That would be really oh, yeah.
1: great. That would be fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh and some of the old character creators, people just looked hideous anyway. It was uh, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. The good old days. <laughs>
0: Not what? like today. Not like today. Yeah.
1: Not like today.
0: <sighs>
1: <laughs> we are not the only ones that love Mass Effect, so we are going around the web. First off, we have user Sable Rhapsody from Reddit. They say, Vigil. Between the music the general melancholy atmosphere of Eos in Vigil's dialogue explaining the full scope of the extinction cycle I always get chills honorable mention goes to the convince. honorable mention goes to convincing Saren to shoot himself yep
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: for yeah sure. the, uh, the and this is, isn't something we really touched on too much but just all the variety of the worlds and locations that you find yourself in um like dealing with the rachni queen and all of that to go into eos to finding out just how big of a threat or like what's really going on what the mass effect relays are um everything with the genophage that we uh with the Krogans and the Saurian salarians yeah there's a lot of lore and stuff in these games to unpack and deal with
0: Yeah, especially when they make the characters more well-rounded that way too, and the fact that characters have natural um, sort of combative natures with each other, um, especially when it comes to uh, Rex's race, um, and I believe um, characters that you'll meet later, um, I find interesting, Um, and then even as as uh, as (laughs) I guess as relatable as well. Not okay, I'll take that back. Not as relatable, but as seemingly realistic. In today's society, uh, when it comes to Ash and others, her mistrust it seems for aliens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, wanna take the next one? Let's
0: see. Uh, da-da. is it uh, user Demont two?
1: Uh, no. Nope, the, the longer the one. one right? pre- the one previous to that. Yeah.
0: Pre- okay.
1: J.M. Steelman.
0: Oh, so it is uh, my fondest memory. So he his part is my fondest memory is Mass Effect will always yep. be. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Uh, my, so for J.M. Steelman from Reddit, my fondest memory of Mass Effect will always be the first day I played the game. Since I was already familiar with BioWare from their previous titles, I approached the first game as a true RPG. I read through the character histories, psych profiles, and even had a backstory in mind when I created my first character. I kind of brushed through the character creator and regretted my decision in the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the game. Trust me, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't expect Shepard to be fully voiced, and the face I selected didn't go with the actor's voice. As soon as my first Shepard set foot on Eden Prime, I saved the game, re-rolled a new Shepard. Now sporting a new face that was more deserving of Mark Shear's talents, Mark Mears' talents, I'm sorry, I spent a little more time paying attention during the opening scenes and getting as many dialogue choices as I could. The rest of Eden Prime was just epic, Losing Jenkins killing robots space zombies Caden's uh force push or uh, force push or throw uh, uh, saren's betrayal of Nihilus, uh, interacting with the beacon and the visions that resulted left my mind reeling I couldn't wait to see what the rest of the game and uh, sorry I couldn't wait to get into the rest of the game and start pulling it all together I've been throwing money at Bioware ever since oh I'm curious of what he thinks about Andromeda
1: and Bioware of just today,
0: yeah, in general, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I miss old Bioware. <laughs> it's all yeah. I'm going to say. You know,
0: it's funny. I noticed that once, like we were like, "Oh, Mass Effect trilogy announcement." Oh, Mass Effect four. Everyone's kind of like, uh, back on the Bioware train." But I'm very curious. Like we were, there was a few years there It was pretty dark.
1: See, I'm. The bio, like the Mass Effect Four announcement, just pissed me off. <laughs> like I'm really? excited for it, cool, but the fact that they announced it so far in advance is what sure. gets me. Sure. Yeah, it's it says, like
0: since we're not like even close to even knowing when Dragon Age comes out.
1: Exactly. It's like I feel like them announcing that and showing that teaser. It stole so much of the thunder from Dragon Age Four. sure Sure. and it's like why we like just say we know we know that you're going to you you've already said that it's kind of on the back burner and you'll do something with it again one day like that we knew that a couple years ago but like we don't know when this is coming out and this is just a like teaser and it'll probably be like four or five years before it's out but here you go
0: like, I mean, why? I why? I don't want to put my conspiracy hat on entirely, but I mean, I have to say, I think that they had to say something because I think they might have been in dire straits, especially after Anthem and then Andromeda. And then I know that even though it won game of the year, I think, but I think not a lot. There's a few people that I know that didn't enjoy Inquisition specifically. Mm hmm. So, you know, I I think that they kind of have a lot to kind of recapture, even though I know that most of the people that worked on any of these projects are not there anymore, probably. It's just, you know, they still have to have some sort of hope in future before EA just sort of makes the cut and forces them to do something else or gone completely. So,
1: And I guess maybe I wouldn't be as salty by it had they had we been still so far off from dragon age 4
0: sure i agree with you i do
1: agree with you <laughs> but let's keep this positive though damn it this is a happy <laughs> podcast we're not going to talk about our woes with bioware so we are moving on to user democ2 from reddit they say my favorite mem- my favorite moment was that small smile from my shepherd at the end walking out of the ruins of a destroyed council chamber you have to understand when I first played this title, I had just been released. It had just been released and I didn't really know anything about it. The game hit me by surprise and back then, it wasn't a trilogy. It was just the one game, and I played it without any expectations of a sequel. So when the game tricked me at the end into believing my shepherd could have died when Sovereign exploded, that actually worked. That had me on the edge of my seat and I was so happy to see my shepherd had made it. I always felt, I always feel a bit sad when I watch blind playthroughs of this great game nowadays, because most people that play go in with the knowledge that there are two more games. That takes away much of that from, that takes away much from this final moment in the game.
0: I can, I can definitely understand that. I'm also very want to know, Damak, what was your experience playing the beginning of Mass Effect 2? Oh, yeah. That would have been such a heartbreak. Oh, I know. Oh man, it's still such a fascinating thing that they did, but yeah, mm. it's, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's that's beautiful. The fact that, yeah, this existed as one game at one point, and I remember playing it, and I was like, I, I mean, all right, this is just one another one of those. <laughs> of course, I probably said mm-hmm. it was a generic RPG at some point, um, yeah. but the fact that, yeah, you know, that that I, in my mind, this game revolutionized storytelling with the fact that the character choices were interconnected by between your gameplays and sort mm-hmm. of set a high standard for the series, especially the highest standard towards the third one, which sort of backfired on itself. But at the same time, you know, I think it's still, you know, the story is the journey along the way and yeah, you, you are scared that you think that your character is going to die at the end, but you know, sometimes in some stories, your characters are the heroes of the story. They're going to live. I know. But yep. Franchise baby. <laughs> you know it. All right. You want me to read the next one?
1: Yep. Go ahead. All
0: right. This is from user Pulling Back from Reddit. I came here for uh, Virmir. I'm saying these names, right? It's been so long since I've said these out loud. Virmir? Is that it?
1: Yeah, that works.
0: All right. works for me. I remember arriving for the first time, and then this was years after the first game was released, and being stunned by the beauty of the setting. Then everything else that happened, oof. <laughs> Okay, so he had similar feelings to me, except he got a little further in the game. (laughs) So, Uh, you know, good for you, I guess.
1: Yeah, just... Things will happen, and things ramp up very, very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And shit goes to hell. Real shit. Hell in a handbasket, basically. Yeah, 100%. Next up, we have user FobmanX. When you first meet Garrus in the standoff at the clinic... He just comes out of nowhere and boom, headshots the hostile. Knew right then and there this game would be amazing. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Garrus.
0: Garrus, uh, I cannot wait to uh, hang out with you again. You are you're a saint as far as I'm concerned, yep. <laughs> no matter yep. how, how crazy you are. Um, and your uh, fights later, I'm also excited for.
1: Yep, uh, taking zero shits in 2007. Damn right. We get a whole new generation of thirsty, thirsty people for Garrus.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. The body pillow rate is going to just skyrocket like it did. It's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I always wanted to buy that for a friend and just as a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, also coming up, uh, user Andy the Roo from Reddit. Probably not what you're looking for, but in a roundabout way, this game changed the course of my life. Oh, shoot. We're going, we're going very personal on this one. I wanted to know more about the soundtrack, which led to me to one of my key influences, Blade Runner. That's what's up. After a few confused viewings, I appreciate the film a whole lot more than I did before uh, six years later when I began studying and in 2017 entered the workplace with an M.A. in film studies. Not quite there yet, but work at a college at the moment, moving up the ladder and hoping to become a lecturer soon rather than later. So, I mean... I I 100% feel this in terms of something changing your life and putting you in towards sort of a direction. Uh you know, without movies, I don't think I would be even here, but also mm-hmm. video games at an early age. So for him to have that perspective and for his whole life to sort of <laughs> change because of it, I totally feel this.
1: Yeah. Um it's I I love kind of deeper uh moments and memories that people share like this just because it shows just how meaningful and special these games can be these Mm -hmm. stories these characters these worlds that these developers create um they can mean so much to so many people and like andy the roo said it it changed the course of his life and led him to his passion and uh where he's at right now his thanks in part to the crew of the Normandy um and for all the craziness uh and the discourse in the world these days regarding video games and whatnot um I think it's also good to put it into perspective and just remember that there's also a lot of good that these games that video games can can do um that they can be special, they can help people through a lot of tough times in their lives they can be that that constant um, to help see them through or show them what they want to do in life um, and I think that's what makes the medium special uh, oh, and you could find people uh, that share similar feelings in I've, I believe any medium or for any medium or, or hobby but video games man it's not all about crazy people
0: one hundred percent, man. Well said.
1: And uh, good luck on your your moving up the ladder, Andy the Roo. If you ever do have a, become a lecturer or a professor, I would love to hear some of your uh, a lecture on Mass Effect. So beautiful. Thank you to everyone who has shared your favorite moments and memories and what Mass Effect means to you. I very much appreciate it. And as always, in the show's description, you can find links to the various subreddits. And feel free to post your own favorite memories or moments from the original Mass Effect. And I can't wait to read them. So, now that you've read and heard all about the wonders of the original Mass Effect and a bit of the jankiness, I suppose, you might be wondering (laughs) where you can get it. Well, it's actually still pretty easy to find. It's currently, I believe all the games are currently available on the Xbox Game Pass in their original formats, uh, Xbox 360 version. Um, So, you can play those, at least at the time of recording. Uh, You can still, I believe, buy them off the PlayStation Store, but that will be going uh, shutting down at some point. Um, We've just narrowly avoided that recently. Um, But that is available. You can also buy it on Steam. It's $20, so it's not that pricey to get a digital copy of the original 2008 release for PC. So snag that. And in terms of physical... um, it's starting to get harder to find the actual game but it when you can find it especially the 360 copy because there's so many of them um they're not that expensive um you're looking at probably five to ten bucks depending on the the quality and if it has a case or not um ps3 version comes in the trilogy which might be a bit harder to find um as this game was only released as included in the trilogy. And those will run you about 35 to uh, about 30 to 40 bucks, somewhere in there. Um, and you can play that physically on there as well. Or of course you can just buy the brand new legendary edition and play it on there yeah. on modern consoles or previous gen, I guess at this point, consoles, uh, well, PS4, 360, PS5. 360
0: can be played on Xbox series X. It's
1: true. Yeah. Um, so PS4, PS5, Xbox uh, One And then the Series X, Series S You'll be able to play uh, The games on there along with Steam with the new Legendary Edition So lots of places to play it Really easy to, to snag it So there you go Now let's say hypothetically You have gotten yourself a copy of Mass Effect And you need some advice So we're here to help you along with that as well Mario, what tips or advice would you give to new players to Mass Effect?
0: Yeah, and this is a tip that I learned the hard way and actually had to... It cost me a couple hours of save time when I first played the game because uh, I, as someone who cherish having these characters around and to keep them around, um, without being too spoilery, I I will tell you what you should probably do if you want to possibly maintain your party. And so... I would say, if you can, uh, depending on which route you go, I think it's limited to Paragon and Renegade, but you have two options. There is an option for Charm or Intimidate. Uh, you need at least eight points in either of those to basically uh, build up the the skills so that way you'll be able to talk down certain things or to intimidate people. Uh, I would recommend definitely getting up to eight points so that way later on in the game when you are you know making massively important decisions and massively was the the joke there uh definitely (laughs) have it uh have at least eight points in either charm or intimidate um there is another way to accomplish what you can do but i think this is a non-spoilery way to uh get you through so
1: perfect and for my tip I suggest you gain levels in, uh, at least put a couple levels into your preferred weapon proficiency. Uh, This increases and reduces kind of the sway of your weapon and helps you aim. And especially in this early, uh, this first game, at least in the original one, it can be really tough to hit people uh, in early levels. So I suggest putting a couple levels in those just to help you uh, actually hit things. Next up, we are on to one of my favorite moments of each episode, the Monster or Enemy of the Week. So uh, what enemy are we going to be talking about this time, Mario? Uh,
0: it looks like we'll be talking about, I think, one of the more uh, enemies that you do face are these, these things called the Geth. But they have sort of like these giant 12 <laughs> feet standing uh, robot, like bipedal uh, robots called Geth Prime which is a, uh, a monster that you fight throughout the game.
1: Yes, the Geth Prime stands 12 feet tall and boasts a deadly, deadly arsenal. You fight these later on. Um, they are quite scary, but you will fi- find these on Eos Vermeer Antibar Pinnacle, St- and Antibar Pinnacle Station. Um, they are, of course, as Mario said, they are the Geth Race, and they are synthetic. They are armed with a Geth Pulse Rifle, And their abilities include dampening, morale boost, radar jamming, and the distortion rocket. They have a lot of health and a lot of shields. So be careful when you get stuck in a firefight along with the Geth Prime. That is going to do it for this episode of RPG University. Thank you so much for joining me, Mario. This was so much fun.
0: Yeah, this is uh, this has been a blast. I remember when I visited uh, previously when uh, I was here with all the other guests, and it's fun to have a little uh, solo episode. So thank you so much for having me and to get my confessions out there. And uh, <laughs> now, now I'm free. I can move on. I can <laughs> pass on to the great beyond.
1: It's true. Your soul is lifted <laughs> of its burden. That's another service secretly that I offer here at RPG University, Gaming Confessions. But, uh, but where, where can people find you online? What do you got cooking? Here's your soapbox. Uh, go ahead and uh, boast yourself. Plug yourself.
0: Yes, uh, you can find me at uh, basically primarily on twitter.com slash thatmariovera, where I am primarily talking uh, all of uh, the nonsense and fun things, but also... You should visit youtube.com/slash that Mario Rivera. I will be doing more uh, per, sort of like talky um, on camera stuff, but I actually do have a project uh, coming out that I'm very excited about. It sort of came off of a whim, and I made a post about it on that Twitter. Fifty or plus more people liked it that idea, and is like, you know what? Let's make it happen. So I am doing every Halo game level by level with a guest and i'm calling the project halo forever and we will uh as of course the host of this fine podcast will be a guest on the show and uh it's going to be fun i'm debating on when it will come out but this is just a tease um but until then yeah stay tuned to uh, my youtube channel at that mar
1: very cool very cool and fun story a little behind the scenes for all you listeners after this we are going to record that podcast so it's super exciting right. That is right. Uh, I'm getting my lovely, lovely Mario Phil, uh, as I miss <laughs> him so much. After we both joined the Resistance, we haven't had a chance to hang out and play and just chat. So this is a lot of fun. But, yes, be sure to check Point in Progress out. It's a great podcast. They do great content over there. Uh, be sure to follow Mario. He's just a fantastic human being. And uh, thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at IrrationalPod with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or you can share your own favorite RPGs directly with me on Twitter, at SolidSnake120. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another. Class dismissed.